Welcome to Leadership Network's Future Church Podcast, a podcast with groundbreaking ideas curated just for you. With the need for the gospel in our generation, we must not look for a silver bullet approach. We believe there are many expressions of the local church. Learn how today's thought leaders are navigating the future of the church, 21st century solutions to 21st century challenges. We help leaders get the clarity needed to move from good ideas and intentions to results and impact. For more information about Leadership Network's resources, to help you pursue healthy growth and 100x impact, visit leadnet.org. Well, welcome to the Leadership Network Ventures podcast. In each podcast, we interview a grant winner from our recent Shark Tank. During our Shark Tank, we invite new and innovative innovations uh, in ministry to talk about how they're finding new ways to share the gospel and make disciples. My name is Hal Mayer, and today I'm talking with Megan and Josh from E2 Equip and Encourage. Welcome, guys. Thanks, Hal. Good to be with you. Yeah, you're there too. There you go. Take a minute and tell us, before we dive into this too far, about your family. Yeah, so uh, we're actually here in the car right now. We uh, pulled over from a four-day road trip out to take care of some family things, and uh, we got uh, our three kids in the car, so 17, 14, and 12 um three boys right now we're sitting still really nicely and that is our family where'd y'all grow up so i grew up uh in uh in seattle and um i lived all over uh the country so really enjoyed all the different regions um and just getting to travel and see different places um i don't know i don't even know if i have a favorite they're just all different and so it's, it's fun to have different seasons and different different stages. All right, Josh, tell us how you met. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm a, I'm a missionary kid, grew up overseas on the mission field in okay. Africa mostly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, we met through friends um, back in 2010 and got married in 2011 and uh, just been, been on this crazy journey together ever since. That's so good. So good. Now, there's a different edge to this recording. Why don't you talk about why you won't use your last name and such so everybody who's listening can can kind of understand better? Yeah. So like you said at the beginning, it's the uh, E2 Equip and Encourage Army Discipleship Network. Um, and we specifically focus on folks in the military. Our, our context is the Army right now. And we're, we're hoping to expand that as God opens up, uh, you know, other other fields within the, the other services. Um, but just due to security reasons and some of the sensitivities with folks uh, serving, especially on active duty, which most of our members do. Uh, we, we try and encourage them to be safe, be very uh, careful and conservative with their digital footprint. And um, yeah, that's why some of the some of the details get left out just to make sure folks can contribute, let everybody know what's going on without um, compromising any kind of security or safety concerns. Oh, that's excellent. Good. Well, tell us a minute uh, from, I don't know, 30,000 feet about how you started E2, maybe why you started it, and uh, some of those differentiators? So E2, we didn't even really start E2. It really is a God thing where he started working and moving and started this movement. And we looked around and said, wow, look at all these people and this this passion for for the kingdom that he is doing here. You know, I think maybe we need we need a little structure here and um, how can we use this to 
equip and encourage each other as we're we're living this life. And so, um, really, it's not about us. It's about what God is doing and where He's sure. moving. Um, and it started before we even realized it was starting because that's how God works. Sure. Um, you guys had said something about in the military because they're out there. You're equipping missionaries uh, on the on the government's payroll or the government's dime is a better way to say it because you're connected. Can you talk about that for a minute, Josh? Yeah. So uh, what what it really turns into is being missionaries in the context that we you know live and work and and have relationships naturally. Um, you know, for somebody who's outside the military to try to, to reach folks who maybe are serving in uniform, that's there's a lot of barriers there, um, including some right. physical barriers um, to, to accessing a base, to accessing that community. Um, and there's some unique challenges to being in the military. One of the biggest ones that we've seen um, is just transience. Um, you know, families will move every two to three years. And in between those moves, you know, service members are often gone for trainings or deployments or any number of other things. So it can be a very disruptive um, time of life to create any sort of spiritual continuity. Um, and then on top of that, we've found that, you know, when folks move, as they often do, especially to locations around the world, different bases, um, you know, the, their job is what sends them there and they're given access um, to, to folks in situations where they're able to speak um, life, speak truth, you know, bring the kingdom yeah. um, in ways that many folks couldn't. So, you know, it, it's much like the New Testament with Paul and the Roman roads, you know, the, the, the state, the military was providing um, a vehicle for movement and, and information and all of the things that caused the gospel to move so quickly um, in that first century context. A lot of those same principles and things are still in place. And, you know, the, the U.S. military specifically is, is very active around the world. So really all we're doing is training people how to be disciples and be disciple makers in the places that they're already sent. Yeah, I, I love that. Go ahead. Yeah, it also comes down to perspective, too. So moving every two to three years is hard. Um, and you, you have two choices. You can see it as a negative thing, or you can see it as something to be leveraged for the kingdom, um, which sounds like a really small change, but really it gives you purpose, even when you're only going to be someplace for a short period of time. And it, it brings meaning to having to move and pack up and live out of boxes and all those things, which can get very tiring and very wearisome. And for, for many of us. So it, it really is just taking what already is happening and looking at it as a positive. Like this is a, a God yeah. thing that we're able to do here. Um, not, oh man, we have to move again. You know, it's just a, it's a perspective thing. That's all it is. Yeah, I've had several uh, family members who are uh, career military. And one of the biggest challenges is, man, you're moving every two years and you're making friends and then do I go that deep? But I guess you all are able to keep connected with everybody on Zoom, too. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And you're you're 100 percent right. Sometimes the, the challenge is, do, do I even do I even go deep enough to have spiritual growth with somebody that I'm only going to know for a few months or a year or two before I leave? Right. And that that shouldn't be a barrier to spiritual growth and discipleship. That's not, you know, that's, that's not an excuse for lack of a better term, especially with the technology that we have today and all the things that, that we have available to us. Um, you know, one of the 
things that we found is is we started exploring this and, and getting some traction and, and linking in with other folks who were passionate about this too is that you know when for for me and one of the other guys specifically when when we actually went overseas on a trip that didn't we didn't have a lot of notice for um we actually grew while we were over there because we knew that we were part of a, a virtual community right. that was still going to be you know checking in regularly calling to encourage as as able you know zoom works anywhere that there's internet and, and internet's almost all over the world available now so yeah. um we, we found that if hey if, if we can do that and stay connected with a community of like-minded folks there's no need to just start from scratch every time we move somewhere in a new physical right. location we, we can still stay connected um but one of the other unique aspects is is wherever we're physically located wherever we're stationed that's the mission field we're called to because there's no one right. else there that can you know, in, impact, influence, um, spread the gospel too. So we're at the same time equipping those folks and encouraging them and staying connected with them, but their new mission field is wherever they are posted. So it's, it's a both and it's a physical and a virtual. Yeah. I, I just think there's, I mean, when I first heard you guys talking about this and obviously everybody in the room loved it because you guys were the buzz at the shark tank. Uh, look what they're doing and all that. Cause we have this heart for our, our folks in the military and we know, I mean, you're away from family, you're away from friends. How do you stay connected and involved in growing? Like you said, and living on mission, it's not just about them growing. It's about them. Like you said, being missionaries. That's, that's a really nice edge. Well, um, tell us a story. I don't know. Tell, tell me about somebody who, uh, is connected with you guys is growing in their faith or somebody who came to Christ, something like that. Maybe you've got a couple stories you want to tell, but go ahead. So one follow-up of what you just said, Hal, um, before we get to, to stories is sure. part of E2, we want uh, soldiers and their families to know is, is that they have a mission to yeah. bring hope and light and truth, and they're not alone in that mission because what you said is hit the nail on the head um, that it's lonely and you feel like you're the only one and you're not even though you might be geographically miles from someone else there are other people uh, who are serving and family members who are serving who are passionate about the good news and are also working towards advancing the kingdom um, yeah. they may not be able to be there with you but they are with you in spirit. We are all united through the spirit. And so just bringing even that hope to others, that is a big part of our goal is we're not alone. We are here to encourage and equip, right? We're here to equip, but also just encourage. You're not alone. You have a mission. Let's, let's advance this kingdom of God. Very good. Thank you. And on the story, on the story piece, there's, there is one that's coming to mind that I, I think is, is going to tie well to what you were just talking how um so one of our folks one of the neat things about what we do is is it's not it's not relying on you know what we might call professional uh folks in, in ministry right. we have some chaplains who are part of our network as well and they have a very specific special role that they play within their units and they're you know seminary trained professionals if you want to use that term um but it's it's also ordinary folks um and and the idea is not to you know, put, put the onus on a chaplain who has, you know, hundreds of people and then, you know, that many more family members to, to disciple and care for their spiritual needs. It's, 
it's he is he or she is you know a conduit for equipping those who are just ordinary folks in their units, right? So um, it's a different mindset shift. But one of our folks in particular, um, you know, we we use some training tools. One of the training tools is uh, Disciples Made. They're at uh, disciplesmade.com. Um, they they use some fantastic tools that that we've really gotten some good use out of. Um, did some experiences with one of our folks. He, he actually was a chaplain, and then he was posted overseas. So he he got sent to Germany and. Um, took over a chapel service that had like eight people attending it. So um, very, very, very low attendance, very, very low interest coming out of COVID. Um, and he used some of the, just the basic principles that we were all learning together about community, empowering others, um, not trying to do it all himself, but showing, you know, seeing where there were people of peace in their units and, and on the location that he was at. And, and eventually him and his wife, you know, within four months had that that service up to 80 people attending. Wow. They had folks baptized. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Just one one couple, you know, doing ministry the, the way that they saw Jesus do ministry the best they knew how, right? Um, and then that, you know, folks were baptized. They started Bible uh, studies all throughout the units and the barracks where they were at. They had a, a vacation Bible school going. Um, and just a really powerful time of them understanding that it's, it's not all about them. It's not their job to do it all themselves. Um, they are there to resource, equip, and encourage um, the folks in their location. So taking a step back the network, it was super cool because we had a network that was encouraging and equipping and pouring into this couple. And then they were then doing the same thing to the folks in their location and continually reaching back. And, and it was just this great partnership that was not constrained by physical location. If you're like most leaders, no one ever actually taught you how to lead a church. Even if you ace seminary, there are so many unanswered questions and problems that no one equipped you for. It's time to take the mystery out of leading your church forward. The Art of Leadership Academy is an online learning community created by Carrie Newhoff. Inside, you'll find a host of premium on-demand courses and the strategies and insights you need to lead and grow your church. Plus, the Art of Leadership Academy offers community hosted by qualified experts and peer-to-peer learning. And you'll get live monthly coaching and done-for-you staff training, all for $397 a year. That's it. No catch. Think of it as the best investment in leadership development you'll make all year. Go to theartofleadershipacademy.com to sign up. That's the art of leadershipacademy.com to learn more and to get instant access. What are some of the key distinctions that you would say make E2 work? What are, I don't know, the drivers, something about E2 that would go, we'd go, oh, I see. That's some of the why it's working so well. Well, I think part of it is, is just the population. You know, the, the army, you have to be willing to embrace, you know, some a difficult and dangerous lifestyle sometimes in the army. And, and you, you join the army understanding the concept of mission. And so that part we found folks have, have really quickly yeah. gravitated towards and, and they've understood. Um, so when we say, hey, you know, you, you have a mission from a commander who's <laughs> who outranks everybody else in the army, right? And everyone else on earth. Um, and it's to make disciples, to be a disciple. Folks, folks get that. They understand that. And they're willing to, to jump on board with that. What, what they often lack is where that concept meets like day-to-day life concrete. Okay, what do I do with this? How do I actually make this happen? 
um, one of the things we have to coach people through is that, you know, ordinary folks, just like, just like Acts says about Jesus's disciples, you know, it was noticed that they were ordinary men without much training, but because of their relationship with Jesus, that was what allowed them to do what they did. Right. Same exact formula here is, you know, you, you can, you can be an ordinary <laughs> spouse. You can be an ordinary service member. Um, and you will have a, a network of relationships that maybe no one else can speak into and your relationship with Jesus will allow you to do that. Oh, that's so good. What are some things you've learned as you've been going through this? Maybe some things that surprised you, things that kind of say, you thought, wow, I didn't see that coming. Well, being part of the, the event with uh, Leadership Network, we didn't see that coming. Um, and We got invited to Shark Tank. That surprised us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think for me, the thing that's so surprising shouldn't be surprising. That's kind of the sad part, but just, um, I am in awe that, that God has allowed us to see this grow so quickly when, um, in, when a lot of times, you know, you, you do something and you can kind of get the ball rolling and then you may never see, see it come to fruition, but because of his great grace and mercy, he's allowing us to see that it's, it's, getting traction and it's going somewhere and and now we're we're building this structure around it and we're still surprised that we need a structure like wow like i'm just you know just a spouse like awesome that's incredible um but also very humbling and also um a great responsibility of okay let us let us run the race well that's set before us Right. And and to hopefully we will do honor and um, and great justice to the, the mission that he has given us. Oh, so good. Anything with you, Josh? I think the I don't know if it's a surprising thing, but the encouraging thing has been as we've shared that, like, hey, some of these things about army life that other people would have looked at and called constraints or we're, we're trying to use them as leverage um, and and as positive things, right? I've been really encouraged how that's helped other folks that we've just talked with say like, oh, well, I can look at my set of circumstances the same way too. And, you know, the things that, that are in my life, I can look at them as positives or negatives. And, you know, if, if the Army people can figure something out, then surely the rest of us can too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, so what, what are some of the biggest challenges you're facing right now? I mean, you guys are scaling pretty fast. What are some things you're thinking, wow, this is a challenge. We'll figure our way around this. But what are some of the challenges? Yeah. So just to, to continue on with uh, actually the same story of the guy I told you earlier who uh, ended up going over to Europe and, and, and him and his wife rejuvenated their chapel community. So we, we thought that was amazing. Um, and then, you know, earlier this year, Russia invades Ukraine. And, you know, just because of his position, yeah, because of his position as a soldier, he's got a, a front row access, you know, exclusive access, if you will, to one of the most dangerous conflict zones in the world. And through that and, you know, the, the trips he made in support of everything going on there, you know, he ended up partnering with somebody local, starting an orphanage that's now serving 100 Ukrainian oh, wow. war orphans. And, yeah, I mean, just amazing things that, that God allowed him to see and do and uniquely position him to do. Um. And then the backside of that is, you know, that, that takes a lot of, of work. It takes a lot of, of energy and effort. And 
in addition to all of the, the normal army requirements that he still lives with and, and still does. So I, I think balance, I think, um, you know, the word self-care is used a lot, but it's super important um, yeah. for those of us who, who understand mission, who are willing to, you know, sacrifice at various levels. Um, it's important for us to take care of ourselves, right. To, to understand that, we have limitations as people and, and what we do, we want to do well. We don't want to, you know, spread ourselves so thin. We don't want to burn ourselves out. Um, if, if we ever lose the capacity to love people because we're so in love with the mission, then we've really, really gone, we've really, really gone wrong. Um, and, and at the end of the day, it's, that's what it's all about is loving people. Well, give, give me an idea. I, I don't know if you capture uh, something. Uh, how many people are involved in E2. What's uh, well, that's, that's the hard part. We don't know. We don't really know. <laughs> and that's, that's a good thing. Like it's not about how many people because uh-huh. it's about the, it, it's about living your life daily, doing what, what Jesus told us to do, right? Which is to share the good news and you you know, I might tomorrow share the good news with someone and they, they've already heard it, but it, it, it ignites in them something, a passion for their neighborhood. And then they may move and start these incredible movements of blessing their neighbors and loving them and serving them. And it becomes a micro church or it becomes this Bible study. And all of a sudden that becomes another Bible study. And I never know it because they've right. already, and that's okay. It's, it's not about numbers. Um, it's about being where we are for however long God has us there. And just bringing that light because it's a dark world that we live in. Um, but light drives out darkness. And so that is what we're going to do. But to to get into some of the specifics of the numbers, like you said, how it's, it's hard to keep up with how many people are are in and out or using things. But um, as as far as we know right now, we have folks who have gone through our training at some level um, in probably a dozen States. We got Washington, Alaska, Kansas, Kentucky, (laughs) Tennessee, yeah, New York, D.C., uh, Africa, a couple places in the Middle East, Europe, Australia. Um, Just because we move so much, folks end up in those locations. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Now, you guys started what year again? So it it unofficially just sort of started to come right before COVID. Um, and, And COVID really... COVID really kicked it off because, you know, obviously no one could meet in person and those, those relationships started getting formed virtually. Um, and we started putting scaffolding to the structure probably last fall, fall of 2020, where we actually said, we need to, we need to organize some things. We need to, you know, intentionally put together a leadership team, um, you know, create some rhythms for the network. So right, right now the network rhythms is we have a once a month zoom call, um, encourage and equip. So sometimes it'll be tools, specific things that we'll give folks. Uh, sometimes it'll just be encouragement. Hey, just tell me what, what's going on with, with where you're at and how do we encourage each other? 
Um, our leadership team, uh, we operate on the APEST principle, so out of Ephesians 4, right? Um, rather than just having one or two folks who are gifted in one or two areas, uh, we actually have a team with somebody who's primary gifting is in each one of those things. So okay. our, our, yeah, our folk who are guy right now who's strong on teaching, he'll often lead when we do the equipping huddles because he's just got a gift for conveying information. Um, you know, our, our folks who are strong in evangelism, you know, they're the ones who will help us. Hey, they're inviting new folks, you know, think about ways to connect with people that we may not have otherwise. Um, so that's, that's just been really cool because it really is not about any, one individual or any one couple and and everyone would agree that what's going on is bigger than any of us could have done on our own so it's it's neat to see the body operating as it was designed yeah it's interesting you talk about taking difficulties and seeing that as a tool you can leverage to reach people i mean that's what i saw come out of zoom for so many people uh you guys people finally decide hey i guess you can meet that way and i guess there is some something there and so y'all took that and obviously with God's power, but we're able to leverage that, which everybody, a lot of times during Zoom has got their head down and going, what are we going to do? And other people are looking up going, wow, what an opportunity. So it's, it's, it's the focus. And, and uh, that's what you guys seem to be sounding out about. So anything else you want to tell us about what you're doing? Something I didn't ask you about, maybe uh, something there. Well, we do have some some guiding principles that I'll share with you, and this, this may be um, beneficial or um, encouraging for some folks, but we have kind of six, we call them discipleship truths, and, and okay. if you could boil down our you know non-negotiables, I, they would kind of come down to these six. So the first one is that disciples are people, and discipleship is done in the relationship of, uh, context of relationships, right? That's, yeah. that's what discipleship is all about. Um, the next one is that quality is better than quantity. We would, we would rather have a few folks who, who are committed walking with Jesus than a hundred folks who are only halfway in it. Right. And, and we think that principle came from Jesus, you know, the, the 12 and the three. And so we, we try to model that after him. Uh, the next one says obedience is better than competence. And I love that one because <laughs> that's really good. We can always be obedient, um, and and the levels of competence, you know, that's that's the Holy Spirit to um, to add that, and that that's not original. We didn't make that up. We got that from Brian Phipps that disciples made. We stole it from him, and and no no copyright intended there. Um, <laughs> the next one is uh, disciples are made one at a time. They cannot be mass produced. So you know, we we talk about numbers, and and we we don't try to mass produce anything and and how many folks are are in at one particular time is not a metric that we consider an ultimate measure of success. Uh, The next one, competent disciple makers cannot be created overnight. Discipleship is a continual process. Uh, Um, And and not only for other folks, but for us too, we're all in a continual process and it's not an overnight thing, right? Um, And then the last one is discipleship is a team sport conducted in the context of a spiritual family. Um, so I, I think one of the dangers that that us in the military can can fall into is that we can be more in love with the mission than with Jesus. It's just a natural output of how we're wired and, and what sometimes we're rewarded for um, in our jobs, right? Sure. But at the end of the day, it's a we're creating a spiritual family and it's a team sport. Um, so that, that that last one is just a good reminder for all of us, I think. Yeah. For sure. 
Well, you know, on behalf of all of America, because they always ask me to speak for them, <laughs> I say thanks <laughs> to you guys in the, in the military uh, for the sacrifice you make and your families, the guys in the backseat of the car all around the world that have decided to make safety for the United States a, uh, in, in my life, uh, a front something on the front burner and give your life to that. And to see that you're now able to also leverage the gospel uh, that's probably the wrong way to say that, but you're able to live out the gospel in, in areas all around the world. So you're not only bringing, uh, hopefully, peace in a wartime setting, but peace with God. And I, it's just beautiful to see that. Can I pray for you guys as we finish up today? Yeah, we'd love that. Father, yeah, I'm so, Father, I'm so grateful for Megan and Josh and the team they represent that all, all together, all around the world, all around the states. Uh, Lord, would you give them wisdom? Uh, Holy Spirit, give them your power as they seek next steps, as they're developing and looking to grow disciples. At the end of the day, you're the one doing all of it, Father. Uh, and we're just obedient to you and where we're stepping. So God, use them, uh, military guys around the world. And at the end of the day, I pray heaven would be larger because of the impact of the E2 movement. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, thanks, Amen. guys, for your time. Hey, hey, Al, I've got one other thing to add if, if you wanted yes. to include this. Um, this is actually an update since Shark Tank. Um, just because of the generous donors and the, the partners there, we actually got the funding to be able to finish our website. So our website's up and live. If anybody from oh. your audience wants to go check it out, we actually have it done. <laughs> what is the website address? Yep. So the website is e2network.com. That's e the number two. So e 2 network. Dot com. Um, they can go there and, and see more about us. And uh, just, yeah, thanks again to the partners who uh, uh, donated that, so that we could get that done. That is killer. <laughs>